And we are live, baby. Welcome back to the Lifelong Fitness Podcast. Uh, your host here, Brett Reynolds. Uh, and then instead of my co-host, Mario Ashley, here today, I got a new guest, Coach Anthony Tumbarello. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing, man? Well, welcome to the Lifelong Fitness Podcast, baby. We're happy to have you. I love it. Happy to be here. Excited. And uh, what we were just talking about off air a little bit is uh, Anthony is the second guest on the podcast. So we're excited to have him and uh, just kind of to give him a little bit of background and have give him a little bit of credibility for the listeners. Uh, you know, Anthony probably got me. Uh, he's the reason why I got into working out way back in, in the heyday, you know, and I do give him credit for that. You know, I tell him I appreciate that all the time. So uh, but yeah, we started working out together. 18, wow. 19 was yeah. when we started getting pretty consistent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, and we're, we're still kicking strong, you know. We were training together, kind of bouncing around gyms, doing, you know, what we do. And then uh, we decided to get certified together. Yep, yep, L.A. Fitness days, baby. Uh, yep, yeah, we, were, we, we both have a corporate gym background. And, uh, you know, before that, but we did get certified together. We took a certification together. So yep. we kind of took that trip down to Miami together and go yep. and get that done. Yep. We, we head over to the East Coast, uh, yep. got certified and started our professional training career together. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Cool. Just fast forward present day 2018. Uh, Coach Anthony, he um, he was working with some NFL guys. You know, he's he's more branched away from that corporate gym setting and more into the sports performance uh, setting. So you want to elaborate a little bit on that, Big Dog? Yeah, so um, so I did the LA Fitness. I did the corporate thing, learned a lot. Um, I think, I personally think everyone should start at a corporate level just so they get their hands, you know, hands dirty a little bit, really get to feel of what it's like to train people. Okay. And then, and then you know, after that, I think you got to follow your passion of fitness. So for me, it's always been sports performance. You know, I was a football player. You know this growing up. I love football, loved everything about it. Um, I got to actually play Division One football. Then I got a chance to play in the UFL. Um, and just training for that aspect of, like, getting that one shot, getting that one opportunity, going to the next level, and, and how different the training was, I knew, like, as soon as I was ready to make that room at, that, that move out of the corporate world, I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm, I'm going all in. No, I, I definitely agree. It's a, the, the corporate gym setting is definitely a great starting point, right? Yeah, definitely. You, you get the volume. You know, um, we talk about this all the time. It's getting the reps, right? You're putting, right. In, putting in the reps of training, yep. you know, uh, uh, especially a big corporate gym that we came from. Um, there was so many clients in and out, right. you know, so many different people, so much different opportunities. So we really, you know, had the opportunity to get our feet wet and know what it was like to train consistently all the time. The volume was there. Right. And you, and I think, too, it's good because you get different realms of training. Right. You get your kids that want to come in and they want to get bigger. Then you have your then you have your individuals who want to lose weight. Then you have your individuals who just want to be healthy. And I think it's just. Everyone comes from different physical backgrounds, and that's where I think it was fun and challenging at the same time. Yeah, the divi the diversity of your clientele in a huge gym like that. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's just great for any young coach to start because, like, I think about it now, and I was just talking about this the other day with one of my clients that I still have and train, is, like, where I've been starting at 21 years old in training and to where I am now, like... You know, I wish I could go back and like apologize to some of my first couple clients and be like, yo, I really didn't know. But 
you know, like you said, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's putting in the reps, putting in the work. And the only way you get to do that is by actually, you know, experiencing and actually training people. No doubt, bro. You're, you're learning on the fly almost, yeah, right? Certification you're- can only take you so far. Learning from a book can only take you so far. I mean, I, I personally think in this realm of fitness, you, you got to get your hands dirty and you got to be training as many people as possible because not everybody's going to be the same. And a lot of people are, are different and everyone's different. And everyone wants different results, different goals. And I think being able to get into that realm and like, I remember, I still have them written down. I've trained over 250 people at LA Fitness. Yeah. 250 different people with 250 different results. And those are the, those are how you build the credibility, I think, not only in your brand and in yourself, but in your training. You build that credibility through training. You build that credibility. And then you can say, okay, well, I've trained somebody that's like this before. I've been through the realm of like this before. I've, I've done this before. And, and. You know, like you said, you just put in the reps. Put yeah. In the work. No, it's like, uh, you know, a big saying on here is, you know, you learn by taking massive action, right? That's if it. you're not taking action, you can game plan all you want. You can study all you want. You can read the as many books as you want. But until you really get out onto the floor and have someone, you know, um, lose 20 pounds, right? Then right. then where's the credentials at, right? Exactly. You got to, you exactly. got to, uh, you know, the proof's got to be in the pudding, right? You've got to accomplish what you've set out to do. You can't just study and, right. and all that. It's like one of those things. You can't just talk about it. You just got to go and do it. That's it, baby. That's it. Like Nike says, just do it. Just do it. Checks uh, over stripes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right, yeah, man, uh, fast forward to where we're at now. We both, once we uh, branched away from the corporate gym setting, we I think it's safe to say we both had a style of training as more bodybuilding, so to speak. Right, is I that agree. pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and fast forward to now, where we're both more on a functional training. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? right, functional training. I kind of branched away into the CrossFit realm, and you branched away into the sports performance realm, right. which are pretty damn close. Really uh, similar. You know, plenty of similarities, and then obviously differences too. Right. But um, uh, what kind of made you? start seeing the light on transitioning from functional training compared to just your, you know, traditional bodybuilding, what we did kind of in high school growing up, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it, you know, I had a mentor, Derek Touchette, who, who trained me when I was getting ready to play. And, and it's just going shout back out to, to Derek. Yeah. Shout out to my <laughs> man right there. But, um, but he, when I was training with him, it was very, very different from when you and I were training, you know, and, and I remember that. And, and, when I was in the LA fitness realm, I was in the bodybuilding realm. You know, I was still a strength and conditioning coach for sterile high school. I was still coaching football. Um, but then, you know, my athletes that were there were like, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to get faster. I want to get stronger. I want to do all that stuff. And, and that's where it's like, okay, much different approach comes at that point. And then it's like, okay, well, what, what's my next step? And then, you know, I remembered actually doing it, but then I'm like, okay, well, how can I, how can I better not only myself in training, but how can I better my athletes that want to get faster, that want to get stronger and do all that stuff? So, you know, I, I went and found a mentor and I went back to Derek and I was like, hey, look, like I want to get out of the bodybuilding realm that I'm in now. And I want to get back into the sports performance of, of training athletes to, you know, again, be the best at their sport. So yeah, I remember when you're kind of going through that transition, you're almost yep. kind of losing a little bit of passion for fitness. Right. Is that yeah, pretty accurate? Yeah, it, it was because it was kind of like. I enjoyed doing it, but the love wasn't there. Like the love that I felt there was something for missing, sports right? performance. Yeah, there was a, and, and it wasn't a big gap missing, but there was definitely a small gap missing in my training where I'm like, 
I'm just not getting as fulfilled. Now, was I still taking the same approach to my clients day in, day out, and making sure they got the best results? Yes, absolutely. But internally, personally, when I would go home at night, I'd be like, you know, I'm not as fulfilled as I thought I would be. What am I missing? And it's just, you know, you look at reflection and you go, okay, well, when did you have the most fun training? Because I I think, you know, personally, and, and I think you can speak on this too, like if you have fun while you're doing something, you're going to remember it. It's going to stick with you. And then it's like, okay, when I was training with Derek, I had the most fun training. Like I had the most fun, you know, figuring out the body and, and seeing the body mechanics and how everything works. And I was like, I, I need to get back into that again. Yeah, no. What I really think it was is before we knew what the weight room was, we were both athletes, right? Right. You exactly. know, we grew up playing team sports, right? right. Baseball, football. I know you played right. soccer when you were younger. Um, that's the first thing we knew was sports, right? Right. So after, you know, varsity sports for me and after, you know, Iona and then the semi-pro thing for you, you we really didn't have that sense of being an athlete much right. anymore. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and the reason why I started working out was to be better at my sport. I don't think I would have just randomly said, hey, I want to go work out for no reason at that point in time. I literally my coaches were like, hey, you got to get better. The only way you're going to get better is by is by doing that. Like you got to work out. You got to grind. You got to hustle. Like, okay, so that's what I did. And then I ended up loving fitness and I ended up loving the realms of it. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think it's safe to say you can't take an athlete out of anyone, no matter where you're at in your life, no matter what stage you are in your life. No way. You know, and um, that's kind of why I dedicate, you know, my big interest in CrossFit now is because. Dude, I literally, you know, gear up to competition. It's like I'm running out to Friday Night Lights on a right, football right. field, right? Exactly. And I, I know you can relate to that because, yeah. you know, back in our day, man, we used to run out that tunnel <laughs> together, big dog. Yep. Yes, sir. You know, and five and six coming out of the tunnel. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And just something like, you know, that that feeling of fulfillment of like I'm athletic as hell. You know, I can I can run, I can lift, I can, right. you know. And then you got the the time domain, the the sport of fitness and. Like then it's just that competitiveness, that man. Competitiveness, man. And that's it. And I think and I think that's where CrossFit and sports performance are very similar. I mean, it is competitive, man. It like, is. Like you're trying to break PRs, you're trying and then you go against other people. Yeah, you and don't want to get shown up by the no, person next no, to you. No, exactly. No, no. Exactly. That's not, that's not in our blood, dog. That doesn't happen. That is not in our blood. Nope. That does <laughs> not happen. You you cannot get outshone by anybody. No, and uh and that transfers like so much into into your goals, right? You know, whether it's co- competition between somebody else or yourself, you know, right. that little extra competition. Uh, I mean, elevate your game a hundred percent. Agree, fifty. Agree, a hundred percent. Cool, man. Um, so I think that's a good background on you know where you're what you're doing now in that sports performance world. So uh, I, I think a, a recent endeavor you were pursuing was up in Tampa where, you know, you probably got the most exposure to the most potential pro guys ever. Is that accurate? Yeah, man. I mean, we had – so we went – up when I got up there in January of, of this year in 2018, um, we had uh, 51 combine guys come through, all guys preparing to get ready to go into the NFL. Um, and, and, I mean, when I got up there, I was thrown into the mix. There was no prep game. There was – Learning on the fly, right? Learning on the fly. Like, I moved up there – January like December 29th or 30th right before New Year's and January 2nd I was rolling like had two days to program with the other coaches that were there and and we were rolling with 51 guys um and that was a great experience yeah I know uh 
I know a lot of these guys ended up getting drafted. You know, you're kind of shouting them out on social media. Yeah, and yep, then, yep. you know, you and I will be watching, you know, football on Sunday and mm-hmm. some guy will make a sack and you're like, that's my guy right there. You yeah, know? man. It, so, was, it so, was awesome. So a decent amount kind of. Um, yeah, we had two go in the second round. We yeah. had two go in the second round that are playing. They're How many drafted for, overall? Can you put a number to that? Um, sure? I think we've had, I think we had 18 drafted. And I think we had another 20 or 30 guys get signed that are playing for teams right now. Um, I think only a handful of them, you know, didn't didn't make it all the way. Okay. And they're going to be getting into that new uh, that new league that's popping up in January. So they're going to get another opportunity, which is awesome. But, you know, the 51 guys that we had, they, they were they were big name guys. We weren't we weren't messing with, you know, messing with anything, you know, small. So it was it was awesome. And, and the exposure was just great. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Uh, so I just got a couple questions, um, you know, on, on what it's like to, to train these, you know, potential pro athletes, now pro athletes, you know. Uh, what are some takeaways, like, on their mindset, you know? So kind of to paint the picture for the listeners, you know, it's leading up to the combine, man. You're maybe a month out, right? Yep. And you There's got eight weeks, eight weeks of training. Okay, so eight weeks of training. So you're halfway in, you're a month out of the actual combine, and – you see these guys coming in on arguably the biggest opportunity of their life, right? Yep. It's either you got two options. A, you you know, you ball out, you you gain some exposure, you catch a coach's eye, um, and you, you know, get signed to a team, you get drafted, you know, you, you run away you know, um in fairytale land, right? Or right. B, you get missed, right? Mm-hmm. You you have a bad day that arguably could cost you your you know, your future. Yep. And then you got to start maybe thinking about staying locally, working at a retail store. Right. Right. What are, what are some, you know, mindset takeaways that you saw with these guys, uh, leading up to when you were uh, training them? Yeah. So I I think the good thing that we did up there is, is we took all 51 guys and we just had right before we even got into training, you know, we put them all in a room and it was just the coaches and the players, everybody else, you know, family and stuff comes down and they visit, everyone had to leave. And, and, Basically, we, you know, you got to just mentally start to prepare them. Um, this is a, the biggest interview of their life. It's basically an interview. Mm-hmm. It's just physical. So they're going to go out. That's they're going to run. They're going to run the 40. They're going to run the vert. They're going to they're going to do all these things. They're going to show how athletic they are. You know, they already have the tape. They've already played college football. They've already gotten they've already gotten the, the invite to to the combine or some of them had to go through their pro days. And, you know, I think the mental thing is all business. And that's what I think we saw out of every single guy that came through the door. Like, there, there were times where, yes, you got to pull back a little bit and you got to mentally give them a little bit of a break. But I think from once they were on, the, the, you know, the foot was on the pedal and we, it was go time. Like, there's no, there's no room for error. There just isn't. Yeah, so from the day they step in to the day they step out, it's, hey, this it's, is business. Yeah, I mean, this is their life. This is this is how they're going to get paid. This is how they're going to support. Some of them Some of them are extremely young. Like, we had guys that were 21, 22 years old. Then you have guys that are in their 20, that are 23, 24. And, you know, in football realm, that's, that's old. That's getting older. That's mm-hmm. getting up there. So these guys, you know, trying to take a 21-year-old and say, hey, look, for the next eight weeks of your life, we don't want you going out and partying. We don't want you going out and, and, you know, doing anything like you need to eat, sleep, drink, breathe, football training, football training, football training. And, you know, it's it's mentally taxing on some guys. Some guys can handle it and some guys can't, you know. You, do you kind of see a drop off on 
uh, ones that kind of lack mental toughness on the back end of, you know, yeah, of, yeah, of, of the training. Yeah, because those are the guys that um, are feeling sore that day and they'll jump into the PT mm-hmm. um, or, you know, they'll be the first ones to come up to you and complain that they, you know, their their hamstrings a little tight. And, you know, my, my thing is this, as you know, going in like they're coming off a brutal season. You know, they've just gone they've just gone from, you know, July, August, all the way up until November. Some of them are into December. Some of them are playing in their bowl games. And then come January comes, January 2nd, it's, hey, let's roll. Yeah. And they're about to do a training that you don't train like this for a football player. Like, we're training you running mechanics, form mechanics. Like, we're training you to run a 40-yard dash, which you never do in football, just run straight for 40 yards. We're training you for a 5-10-5, which is all lateral movement, and you're never just going to go five yards, cut five yards, do 10 yards through. And, and you know, the L drill, you're never going to do a, a figure eight in football. You know, and, I, and, and all of these things, it's not – they're not natural movement to these guys that have been playing football since they were four or five years old like we were. So you're throwing them a curveball right off the bat. Huge curveball. they they got to do a whole different style of training that they've never done before. You know, we're talking about guys that have never been – really shown the difference of form running from does not butt kick to, you know, heel underneath your hamstring, toes up, put force through the ground, drive that knee, you know, and it's just like, they're just, they look at you like deer in the headlights at first. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, I just know I run fast, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, cause your, your thing is, is you're trying to get them, you know, you're trying to clean up there. These guys are already going to be athletes and, and, they're going to run their 40 time is going to be their 40 time. All we're trying to do is clean it up a little bit. Yeah, you're kind of tweaking yeah. a little bit here. Guys, and there. guys, I think, come with like, oh, if I run a 4.8, I'll run a 4.5, four, 4.6. Four, I'm like, no, that's not yeah. going to happen. Like, we're not going to make miracles. A bit of time off, yeah, we're yeah. not going to make miracles in eight weeks. But what we can do is we can tighten it up and we can clean it up to where you can run the best 40 time you've probably ever ran before. Okay. And that'll be, and that'll be it. Like, some guys are just gifted athletes where. You know, we had a guy that came in and got drafted by the Colts who he came in as a 4-3 guy and he ran that 4-3. You know, we, we changed his mechanics up, but, I mean, he was rolling. Okay. So, for that, it's just, hey, let's condition him. Let's make sure he's good, you know, and then it's like more of an injury prevention type deal. Like, okay, like, let's taper down a little bit and, and do different things with him. But, you know, at the end of the day, that, that 4-3 is going to be a 4-3. So, so who was the, the, the players that went in the second round? Um, so we had Jesse Bates, the third who plays safety for the, uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals is in the Pro Bowl running for, uh, for Pro Bowl and, and hopefully he'll get a shot for, you know, defensive rookie of the year. And then we got, we had, um, Darius Leonard, who was a second round pick for the Colts. Um, and his the same thing. He's going to, he could most likely will be a Pro Bowl selection. Yeah. He was a DB two or no, he's a linebacker, linebacker, and he'll probably get defensive. He could honestly get rookie defensive rookie of the year so what are two things you know in regards to mindset and just demeanor and qualities and maybe habits that you saw these two do aside from the other guys um I think you know I won't say that they did anything different um but I think guys that knew they were going to the combine those were the guys that were there early getting the PT and those were the guys hanging us out with us later to get different stretches and different things um, and, and stay those extra and get that extra session of cryotherapy in and, and, and get that extra, you know, chiropractor visit in and do all those things. Um, then a couple of the guys with the pro day, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think every single one of our guys, which is rare to find came to the approach like, Hey, I need to get serious. Hey, I need to do this. 
don't get me wrong, there's always going to be those few out of the 51 that were just like, like we knew it. They didn't take it as serious. Uh, it's their own fault, and, unfortunately. And yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like they, you feel bad for those guys, and you try to motivate those guys as best you can. But at the end of the day, like I can't want it more than you. Exactly, man. Like the deeper and deeper we get into this fitness thing, you can't want results for others more than they want them for themselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. At that point, you're wasting your energy. You right. know, you're wasting your breath. Um, at the end of the day, if someone wants to make a change and in, in their case, right. you know, they want to deliver on a, a hell of a combine, right. They got to want right. it for themselves. Exactly. You know? And I think, you know, you try to find different ways. Um, and that, and that's something I want to get into too, is more of like the mental side of coaching. I think that's my next thing. Like you were asking me today, what are, what are my 2019 goals going into the year? And that's going to be one of them is, Get more of the mental side of athletes and coaching. Yeah, um, same, man, same. I think a good book out there is The Art of Coaching by Brett Bartholomew, and that's something I'm going to really read and study um, and really try to understand like the different approaches for different athletes because di- athletes, they, they work differently. They just work differently. And, and I think it's something that you can also take to clients, you know, and everyone works differently. Um, but how can I mentally get on a guy like find out his why? Find out why is he doing this? Obviously, he wants to play in the NFL. He wants to make the money. He wants to have the fame. But why are you really doing this? Like, I think those are external whys. I want to know what's your internal whys. So when I know to talk to a guy that, that may not have it all the way there yet, how can I push a button that's going to be like, oh, damn. I, I okay, you're right. I, I'm doing this for this, this, and this. Yeah, basically, uh, it's the ability to connect with who you're working with. Yes, right? I agree. If, if you are brushing up on, you know, the term for it is sports psychology. Yep, right? exactly. Sports psychology. So if we're working on that, we're trying to get better at that, we're trying to master that, we can communicate with the athletes we work with, right? Right, and right. if we understand their mindset, right, we can kind of issue a cue Maybe it's trying to change up a movement a little bit. We know a cue that's going to work for them that might not work for somebody else, but we're still on that same level of right. I know how they react. I know where their mindset is at. I know what they're doing. Right. right. Um, and, you know, that's why, you know, the beautiful thing, which I've, you know, I'm getting bigger and bigger on is how much this whole physical fitness side correlates hand in hand with the mental side. Right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's with anything. And, and you know what's crazy too is I, what I feel, and this is just a personal opinion, but a lot of trainers do not do that. They think just physical. How can I get the hardest workout they yeah. can, be in their How face? How can I beat them up and send them on their way, right? Yeah, and then just yell at them. It's just like, oh, you got to get two more. You want to lose that yeah. weight? You got to get two more. Whereas, zero, zero connection. Right, where it's like really understand, okay, well, why does this person really want to lose weight? What is their why? Why, like... What made them take from whatever they were doing to say, hey, I need a gym membership to say, hey, I need to I need to have this goal that I'm setting place. And yes, everyone's going to say, well, I just want to lose weight. I want to be helped to give you the generic terms. Right. And and I think we've heard them a hundred times. I want to lose weight, get fit, get healthy, this, that and the other new year, new me, all these things coming up. But But then it's like, what? Why? Why is it? Are you self-conscious when you look at yourself in the mirror? 
Do you want to go out on a date with somebody, but you don't feel like you're attractive enough yet? Do you want to, whatever you feel that your why may be, and these are things I'm just throwing do, out do there. Do you want to play with your kids? Exactly, right? exactly. Like, you do functional you functional to play with your kids? Right, or, you know, maybe, you know, in the CrossFit realm, something that, I, that I've always think of is, you know, okay, I wanted to be, be in competitive sports when I was in high school. That just wasn't my thing. I didn't. I was never exposed to it. It's huge, my bro. parents never did it's it. Huge. But now it's like deep down, like I've always wanted to try to be that athlete. I always wanted to try to win that medal. I always saw other people doing it, and I felt I could never get there. Yeah, that's somebody's it's why. It's an opportunity, and that's it's why you know, and that's why you know, you never know how many people have come through Naples Strength and Conditioning have said, hey. This is what I want to do. This is my goal. This is what I want to accomplish. And I think the only way you can do that is by personally getting to know people and building that connection, like you said. Yeah, you're basically broadening their train of thought and kind of digging a little bit deeper, making their goal that they already set out exactly. more important. Yep, right? and I think whether it's an athlete or whether it's you know your, your everyday weekend warrior, I think you still have to take that same approach is – Really get to know your clients. Really get to know the mental side of it. And it's just figuring out that why, man. Yeah, as much as we joke uh, aside and say hey, we're trainers, not psychologists, right? At the end of the day, we're, we're psychologists. Oh, too, yeah. But, I mean, I think everybody is that's in the service industry. You know, if, you just have to be. If someone comes in, uh, you know, you know, having a, the day they're having inside the gym, it's still our job to kind of get through to them, talk to them, connect with them, right. build them up. Give them, you know, a huge saying um, for our gym is, hey, we want to deliver the best hour of their day. Right, exactly. Right? So when someone walks into the gym, like from that first minute to that 60th minute, we are working to give them the best experience, give them the best time to deliver results, right? And at the end of the day, it's deliver the best hour of their 24. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. And it's human connection, man. That's it, man. That's it. It's just as much mental as it is physical. Right. Cool, man. Well, yo, I appreciate you coming on, big dog. I appreciate it, man. Thank right. you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's This is actually my first podcast. Podcast, so. baby. Coach yep. Tumbarello getting his feet wet. So, uh, yes, sir. No, nah, uh, you did great, my man. Uh, appreciate that. Keep cranking uh, on your side over at TAPS. Yeah, man. You guys keep cranking over at Naples Strength. Yeah, no doubt. And then uh, we'll have to do this again. Yes, sir. Peace. Later.